Welcome to the First Amendment News Podcast. A fictional timeline of a futuristic world set in the year, 2076, and going back in time to the year, 2024. Due to a collapsed economy, the United States of America has splintered off into six separate independent entities of government, and a unified Korea has assumed superpower status and established world dominance. Your host for the podcast series is news anchor, Matt Amazon, a fictional character brought to life by Amazon Polly, a leader in text-to-voice technology. Please settle in, and join us with tonight's broadcast. This is Matt Amazon, reporting for First Amendment News. Tonight, First Amendment News continues our multi-part series with an in-depth look back at the historic events which have spanned the previous 50 years. The series chronicles the significant milestones and circumstances which led to the collapse of the most powerful nation on Earth, the subsequent formation of six splinter nations which formed the coalition of former American states, and the establishment of the Korean Haintoju Province along the far northwest rim of North America. Tonight's segment. Cho announces Korean nuclear capability at Emergency Asian Pacific Rim Conference. August 3, 2076, First Amendment News. Article originally released by APNS, February 10, 2026. Pyongyang, Korea. With daily skirmishes still popping up along the Indian-Chinese border, Korea's Supreme Premier Cho called for an emergency session of nations associated with the loosely formed Asian Pacific Rim Conference. As the meeting began, Cho informed the gathering that the members of the conference need not cower down to the threat of the Chinese aggression. The Korean leader assured the group that with the united front the coalition could stand up to either Chinese, Russian or any other foreign power whom may wish to dominate their people as they had for the past 300 years their combined military force could match any aggressor. And then Cho shocked the conference leaders when he announced the Korean military now possessed a nuclear capability, and within months a threat potency to match that of their most intimidating adversary. He went on to say that currently the capability was limited to short and medium-range missiles. But within the next six months, Korean missile technology would expand to a global range. Korean computer scientists and engineers had developed an array of communication and military intelligence satellites. By early summer, the newly formed Korean Space Technology Group would launch a payload with 300 satellite clusters with each cluster containing up to 50 various communication and military-related units. Cho went on to say that with a successful deployment and placement of the satellites that Korea would then have the capability to launch a nuclear strike against any nation on the face of the Earth. And with that declaration, Cho urged his fellow leaders to join with him in forming the Hain Toji Alliance, the alliance would unite the nations of the Asian Pacific Rim into one formidable military and economic force. Cho declared that Korea was now both economically and militarily capable of leading the nations of the Pacific Rim. And more importantly Korea was ready to stand up against the aggressors seeking to dominate their region and the world. He stressed that the region could no longer depend on the Americans nor the Europeans for protection. The time had come for this united coalition of peoples to stand up and defend themselves. At the conclusion of Chu's address, the gathering rewarded him with a thunderous round of applause, leaving observers to conclude that the member nations were all on board with Chu's amalgamation proposal. All nations from the original conference were in attendance with the exception of Bhutan. With the Chinese occupation of the tiny landlocked nation bordering India, the Bhutan government had officially flipped their loyalties. Last month, the Bhutan Prime Minister Kushan denounced the country's military alliance with India and Bangladesh, and insisted that the Chinese military was not in his country as occupiers, but rather as invited guests. Neutral observers say the Kushan administration realized his country would be devastated if it became ground zero in the fight between India and China. In order to save his people from the ravage of war, Kushan peacefully submitted to the Chinese occupation and possibly their religious freedom. 
This concludes our replay of Cho announces Korean nuclear capability at Second Asian Pacific Rim Conference. Our next report in the series, Economic and Military Particulars of Hain Toji Alliance Release. This has been First Amendment News with Matt Amazon reporting. Good night. You have been listening to a podcast of First Amendment News. This episode was written and produced by Pop Nose and recorded from Pop and KK's Place Studio. First Amendment News intro and closing music is the instrumental Algorithms from the Album Arps by Chad Crouch. Visit Podington Bear's website at soundofpicture.com for a full listing of his music. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And please join us again for our next episode of First Amendment News. Thank you.